everybody. Welcome to another episode of the Romance Reading Wrap-Up. This is the show where we like to talk about romantic reading, not just uh, Hallmark shows. Uh, it's a lot of fun. We enjoy doing it every month. And I am film critic Rachel Wagner and Bree's here. Hey, everybody. How are you doing? Oh, can you believe like it's the end of February? <laughs> <laughs> I can believe. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> It's going on, Rachel. I know, it feels like 2022 has lasted forever already. I know. I know. <laughs> I know. But, but, uh, but good. And I'm excited because uh, I am going to LA at the end of the month. We're actually recording this uh, a little bit earlier than we normally do. We're recording on the 21st. Uh, because I'm going to LA. <laughs> I feel like we all live vicariously through your travels. And so I just, I'm always like, where's Rachel going? Cause I'm going to pretend that I'm there. Cause I haven't been anywhere since like 2020. <laughs> well, I give you full leave to live vicariously through me. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Are you going there for film stuff or? Yeah, I'm going okay. to the Hollywood Critics Association Awards uh, night. That's awesome. So um, that would be my first time on a red carpet or you know, that kind of stuff. It'll be, and I bought a dress. Very exciting. Oh, oh is this <laughs> the one you posted? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I loved it. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like you so. need to write, you need to write a rom-com about a film critic, like two film <laughs> critics that like always bump heads. Anybody that that's fun. listening, don't steal it. This is Rachel's. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I should do. That would be fun. I, I, I'd read that. Yeah, hey. Yeah. And Hallmark could adapt it. Just saying. Yes. <laughs> well, I was telling Nina the other day that our friend Nina Wyman, great writer, uh, was telling her that they should do a Hallmark movie set at a film festival. They have oh, all the other festivals. So fun. All, uh, absolutely fun. They have festivals, festivals that, Christmas that, festivals. Yeah. <laughs> they have festivals that don't exist. Why not actually have one that actually exists? Yeah. Festivals. Save festivals. the town festival, wine festivals, yeah. no film festivals, people. Come yeah. on. And with with like theater strike, like I feel like you could easily even work in a save the theater plot line along with the festival. And uh I I mean, you could even have a, a um, like a celebrity being in one of the movies. If you didn't want to do critics, you could have a critic and a celebrity or something like that. Could oh, yeah. Like this critic that always like <laughs> rates the, the, the snack yes. movies really badly. <laughs> that would be good. Oh, gosh. We're writing a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds good. Uh, well, today I'm excited because we are talking about a Sophie Kinsella novel, and this is your first time you've ever read Sophie Kinsella, correct? Well, before I read this one this month, I read one of her newer ones, which I think you mentioned that you weren't a fan of. But I was waiting for this one on audio to come in from the, from the library, but they had Love Your Life, which I'll talk about later. But yeah. I was like, oh, well, I'll read this one first while I wait for the audio for this one to come in. <laughs> so technically, it's my second, but ah, <laughs> it's God. what sparked the, the Sophie Kinsella February for me. Yeah. Well, she is a popular novelist, uh, and she actually, I forgot to write down, what's her pseudonym? She has a, just one sec. Oh, I didn't know she had a pseudonym. Yeah, she does. So she has another name that she writes under, which is uh, 
Um, let's see. Well, Sophie Kinsella is her pen name. Okay. And her actual name is Madeline Sophie Wickham. The name Madeline Wickham. Okay. Were those books yes. different than the Sophie Kinsella books? Yeah, they're like a little different, but okay. um, they're still like romances. I'm not quite sure why sometimes she writes under Madeline Wickham and why sometimes she writes under Sophie Kinsella. Uh, but, uh, but anyway, so she is very, she's written a lot of, all of her books are romances, whether for either, um, uh, whether for either writer. So sometimes she uses her name, sometimes she uses, and it's funny because even on the cover of her Madeline Wickham books, she says from the author of the Shopaholic series, so we can sell a Madeline Wickham. So I don't know what the whole point of it is, but anyway, yeah. she's written a lot of books. That's yeah. Funny. That's interesting. I think that the Madeline Wickham ones have a little more spice. Probably. Okay. Um, but anyway, so she's written a ton of books and, uh, she has uh, what I enjoy about her books is that I think that she finds a way of taking a on current topic and then writing a kind of crazy romance around that topic uh, in a way that I wouldn't say she's on the same level as Nora Ephron, but Nora Ephron was really great about doing that too. Of uh, of she would add these little sort of essays into her movies uh, and. Uh, like, for instance, and you've got mail, the whole little essay on Starbucks being a defining, uh, defining making you make five choices, just order a cup of coffee. Uh, <laughs> those kind of little sort of essays that she works in. And I think that 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 Sophie Kinsella does a great job with that as well. Like, for instance, in I've Got Your Number, which was the one we're talking about today, there's a lot in there about communication and uh, and sort of our addiction to our phones and a lot of different things like that. But she, she works it into this kind of fun romance. And I, I yeah. think that she does a good job with that. And I always, I, I find her prose and her heroines usually to be very funny and enjoyable. Uh, I think she, she manages to make me laugh while I'm reading, which is not uh, always uh, it, in a romantic comedy, romantic fiction, that doesn't always happen. A lot of times they kind of forget the comic part of it. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, and so I've got your number. This is one of her standalones. She does the standalones and she also has the series, the Shopaholic series. Uh, and in this one, it is Poppy simultaneously loses her engagement ring and has her mobile phone stolen, but she luckily finds someone else's phone in a garbage bin and connects with a guy called Sam who becomes her confidant and love interest. So what did you overall think about this book? I liked it. I will say uh -huh. that. So it's, it's from like first person, like it's written in first person. Is that yeah. correct? Okay. So it took me a little while to really grasp what exactly was happening because it felt really chatty in the beginning. Yeah. But the further you get into the story, once you kind of figure out, okay, this is what is happening. Um, I mean, it, it just kind of hooks you from there. I mean, I know a lot of people aren't really into reading first person, but in a story like this, I really enjoyed it. I don't know. It felt very, I don't know when this book came out. It felt really like 90s 
chiclet and i've always heard like sophie kinsella is like the go-to if you're interested in reading chiclet and i really liked it i really liked it once i got into it so Mm -hmm. yeah it came out in 2011 Oh gosh, so it was mm-hmm. <laughs> into the 2000s. Back. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But uh but I thought I would read just a little bit uh of one section that I think gives you a flavor of the style of the book and also the the humor in the book. Um and this is on this is page 181 at least on the Kindle and it's Uh, She says, I hesitate for a moment, then quickly type an email to Lindsay. Hi, Lindsay. I want to give you something in my office, something you'll like. Stop by tomorrow, anytime. Sam, XXXXX. Press send without rereading it and take a swig of Cosmo. For about 20 seconds, I'm relaxed, savoring my drink, wondering when the canopies will start to arrive. Then as though an alarm clock has gone off, I start, wait. I put kisses after Sam's name. I shouldn't have done that. People don't put kisses on professional emails. I retrieve <laughs> the email and reread it. Wincing. I'm so used to kisses. They popped out automatically, but Sam never puts kisses ever. Should I somehow try to unsend the kisses? Dear Lindsay, just to clarify, I did not mean to add kisses. No, awful. I'll have to leave it. I'm probably overreacting anyway. She probably won't even notice. Oh no, an email reply has already arrived from Lindsay. That was quick. I click it open and stare at the message. See you then, Sam. Lindsay, XX, winky, winky face. <laughs> Two kisses and a winky face. Is that normal? I stare at it a few moments trying to convince myself that it is. Yes, yes, I think that's normal. It could definitely be normal. Simply friendly office correspondence. Anyway, and so that kind of gives you a feel of sort of the humor of the book. Yeah. And, and it, it shows that like communication has really, I North American communication. I don't want to speak for like everyone. Well, she's what in like the UK somewhere, yeah, right? The UK, yeah. So how communication has really gotten kind of lazy to the point where we're just like XO, XO. But at the same, and then we like give ourselves a hard time. It's like, I don't know how to decipher this. Yeah. <laughs> just to clarify, I, I didn't mean to add yeah. this. Should I respond back like this? <laughs> like if, if people would just still use actual words, we'd be fine. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, I think the, the lack of, uh, her even sort of processing that she should be writing for a man and not yeah <laughs> herself is really funny yeah. and uh, <laughs> I, I mean I do think that we probably don't need to have almost don't even need to have the romance in the end I would be probably just as happy if they ended up as friends at the end but of course you know it's the genre of the book I get it but but uh <laughs> I mean, if I were Sam, I would be so irritated with this woman. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I was, when the romance happened, I was like, oh, okay. Like, I'm not mad at it. I don't hate it. But I was like, I really didn't need this. It mm-hmm. really was like Poppy's crazy, messy journey. And that was fine. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I I think she makes for an appealing character just because she is so like honest that she just, she can't help herself, but be honest. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And maybe that's why towards the end, when she's just about to get married to Magnus and maybe feels a, a little off character for her to be doing something that's 
that's not really honest, you know, that, that is just based on him buying her this ring. And I, I don't think that that would be enough for her character. Uh, but you know, it does create a great scene at the end, I think with, uh, Sam texting everybody at the wedding saying, stop, stop, stop. <laughs> That's good. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> yeah. That uh, whole part at the ending, I was like, what is going on here? Cause like you said, you, I mean, this book isn't a short book. You spend a lot of time in Poppy's head and going on mm-hmm. this journey with her. And so when the ending stuff happens, you're like, you really have gotten to know Poppy because you've been in her perspective the whole time. So I was like, this doesn't feel like the girl that we've spent all these pages with, you know, yeah. do this. But in the end, you know, I think it righted itself. Yeah. And Magnus is just the worst. Do we agree? Yeah. He, he was awful. He was terrible. <laughs> <laughs> like when you find out that both rings were, were uh, heirlooms and were not, you know, he made it seem like he picked both of them out for her, but it was both a lie is the worst. Yeah. And I think that she did a really interesting thing with class here. Like it wasn't so much focused on the, oh, they are rich and I'm not. It was more of a, they're really smart and I don't feel like I can hold my own against them. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I And like, he never really said anything to make her feel comfortable or never like instead of making you know sending her words to like so she could play along with the game and feel comfortable he could have went to his family and been like hey you know let's change the subject let's make her feel comfortable like it just it was it was weird but I like what she did that it like it wasn't about the money it was like intellect in a way Uh uh-huh yeah, and I, I think, I guess Magnus liked her, but I, I'm not really sure exactly why yeah. he wanted to <laughs> go through Mary. with the wedding. Right. Why, is he, does he really think that this is going to be a happy marriage? I mean, no way. Right, right. Your your wife basically would feel dumb every time she comes around to her family. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, and it's weird because she's a college graduate. It's not like she's, you know... Yeah, as a graduate yeah. of high school, or not that that means you're you're, you're dumb, but uh, but she's an educated woman, so I I think that it's just the kind of people that that make you feel insecure, regardless of yeah. you know, that kind of question everything that you're saying, and and uh, I, it was funny when she realizes that even the that she realizes what the the conversation that she heard in the church was really more about uh, them complaining about him, not about her, which was kind of funny. Yeah. Yeah. It was like, like, oh, okay. (laughs) (laughs) Or they're like, oh no, he's messing this up again. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Magnus. (laughs) Yeah. I mean, and then the whole thing with Lucinda was interesting that, you know, she finds out that he's basically, he almost got engaged to Lucinda and that she's still in love with him. And that's the whole reason they end up planning. She planned their wedding. Yeah. She was kind of passive aggressive the whole time. Yeah. That was interesting. I was like, I did not see this coming. I mean, (laughs) it took some turns that I did not know were Mm -hmm. going to happen. So, yeah. What did you think about the whole scene in the woods with the almost kiss between her and Sam? That was a good scene. Oh, I did. I did. (laughs) You could feel it pretty strong. I mean, I think in general, we, I wish we kind of saw more of Sam in this. 
I wish maybe there was like one other scene like that to kind of, I don't know, build their chemistry a little bit more because they really don't spend very much time together. But, and that would have made like the ending really pay off that like, oh my gosh, you know. We Uh, have kind of a track record of like movies and books where the the heroine's like, Mar- like engaged or in a relationship yeah, with somebody else. True. What is going it's on? <laughs> yeah. Um, but uh, the the banter between Sam and Poppy was a, was a lot of fun. They're going back and forth. I think she did just about as good a job as you could do of making like text messaging and that kind of communication uh, work for a book. I did too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And I did like Sam. He was, he, I, we could have seen more of him, but I don't know. His sort of like grumbly, uh, <laughs> his personality is always, that's always kind of one of my favorites. Yeah. Like, what are you doing? What's wrong and, with you? I mean, it felt like in contrast to Magnus, I don't know. Sam just felt very accepting of her, you know, like mm-hmm. how they met and everything was a little weird, but I mean, he really just seemed to be accepting of her. So, yeah, you know, it kind of reminded me of in bringing up baby with, with Catherine Hepburn's characters, just always getting into messes, <laughs> disasters. And he, and he's, and Cary Grant plays this, uh, this stuffy, uh, uh, like a uh, museum curator and he's just he doesn't know what to do with this woman <laughs> that's kind of I mean and so many of her mistakes were understandable you know especially the um the 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 the, the David guy that she thinks is his dad and uh, and it turns out it's one of his school chums that that was his nickname and he's like a uh, multi, uh, a um, uh, what do they call it? Um, multi level marketing person. Oh uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's like, she's like, like, I thought it was sorry. Dad. He's he's like, I hope you didn't respond to him. Uh, yeah, I did, and he's in the bar right now waiting for you. <laughs> yeah, it was. Hilarious. He's like, what? <laughs> that was funny. Uh, and I, I think that's what Sophie Cattell does well with her books is that she is just, she makes them funny and yeah. you, you enjoy it for that. It was like and situational it, comedy perfection on page. Yeah. And it, the, the, her stories sometimes are just bonkers and ridiculous. So you kind of have to just go with it. But I think this one, it, it works pretty well. And, uh, and there's not much spice in the book but there is a lot of language more than i remembered i was like oh oh yeah it's a lot of language this is the f word a lot and, and, and see, i know i love it because like when you think of the brits you think all like this very proper you know but they drop the f-bombs like nobody's business and every time listening to the audiobook i was like oh this is just hilarious i was and, not expecting this <laughs> and i've heard that it's not really considered as much of a, a swear word in uh in in england as it is um, here <laughs> as it is here <laughs> but i don't know yeah you have to let us know if you're uh brits listening uh what about that but but uh but yeah there's a lot not just that word there's a lot of swearing in this in this book so if that's a you know not your favorite if you don't like that then uh not for you right 
right but but uh but not uh really any spice i mean you can't have much when you're communicating mostly yeah. over text oh my um, gosh and i i think that they have okay chemistry like i said they don't have much time together and i wish there was one more scene like in the woods uh to kind of build that chemistry but i, I it's 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 okay i think yeah. We'd like to take a second and thank our sponsor for this episode of the podcast. It's the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Are you looking for that perfect gift for the postable, hardy, or Hallmarky in your life? What about getting that t-shirt or hoodie that will help you stand out at your next holiday party? Now is the time to check out the Hallmarkies Merch Store. Full of festive designs by artists like Jessica Miller, Carrie from Hallmark Comics, and more. You can even have more than just shirts, but totes, cell phone cases, notebooks, mugs, and more. And it isn't just Hallmark. We have designs for Anna Green Gables, Man from Snowy River, The Nanny, and more. Every purchase at the merch store goes to help support the podcast and allows us to make the great content you know and love. There are frequent sales, so go to tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies or see the link in the description. That's tpublic.com slash stores slash Hallmarkies. Yeah. What would you say are the tropes in this one? I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I was trying to think because it's not really enemies to lovers. It's like a little bit maybe at the beginning. Yeah. Uh, the, uh, what do they call it? A not unlikely. They, I mean, they have a lot of coincidences that all, you know, add together. Uh, the, um, they, it has definitely elements of screwball comedy with the bad communication and I just put like wedding shenanigans. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, would this be like happenstance? Like, they yeah, just, that's the word. I yeah. Uh, that's, that is literally the only thing I can think of. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. But I, I, I think uh, if you like kind of silly stories, what did you think of the whole thing with her ring? Like, is that is sort of a, what what happened to ring? And then the fact that Lucinda had the ring, like, what do you think about that whole part of it? Um, and then she, I, she, she tried to make like a, a duplicate, a fake ring. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> They're like, what is that? Yeah. I, I just, uh, Lucinda having it. I, I mean, I guess at that point where you find out Lucinda and him were together once upon a time, by that point, I was just so over Magnus that I was like, of course, like you're going to throw something else extra in there to kind of help her see, like, maybe this isn't really what you should be doing. Um, So I was just like, okay, I I was just ready for her to be done with Magnus. So I was like, whatever. (laughs) Magnus was such jerk. We talked about it, but I mean, it would have been nice at the beginning to have had a little bit more understanding of why she said yes in the first place. I guess she uh, was just impressed by made him, maybe she, uh, he made her feel smart or I don't know why or she said yes to Magnus. Was. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> I've been only all these women are in love with Magnus. <laughs> Magnus is some yeah. kind of charmer. We don't get I it as readers, so. but you know. <laughs> yeah. Well, there we go. So let's talk about uh, the other books that we have been reading. And uh, or I guess what we should say, what would you give? Uh, what would you give? Uh, I've got your number one to five. 
I rated it a four stars. I liked it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I do like three and a half to four. Mm-hmm. I think it's it's just kept me laughing. And that's the key for this kind of book. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. when I posted that I was reading it, I got so many messages like, oh, my gosh, this is my favorite book. Oh, really? and I'm like, I'm like, well, great. I'm in. I'm reading it. I don't really know what's <laughs> happening, but hopefully I end up loving it. So. Yeah. <laughs> okay, very good. We'd like to take a second from this episode of the podcast to celebrate our sponsor of this episode, and that is the Hallmarkies Patreon. Do you love Hallmarkies podcast? Do you want an inside scoop into what happens on the podcast? Do you want early access to episodes and loads of cool perks? Now is the time to become a patron of Hallmarkies podcast. By becoming a patron, you get to access our patron Facebook group. You can request episodes or even be a guest on the podcast. And most importantly, any patron can join our monthly movie watch-alongs with stars like Paul Campbell, Natalie Hall, and more. It's as low as $2 a month to join in and become a special part of the Hallmarkies family. Please consider, and we will love you forever. Go to patreon.com slash hallmarkies. That's patreon.com slash hallmarkies. Talk about what we have been reading. The first one that I want to talk about is one that you recommended, and I really enjoyed it. It's The Matzo Ball by Jean Meltzer. And this was a very funny concept. I I told some of my Hallmark writer friends, I'm like, you should read this book because I think it it could have a lot of potential. I um, think I, I did get an email that somebody is adapting it. So oh, good. It is being adapted. Okay. Oh, good. Go <laughs> because the whole concept of a Jewish woman, the daughter of a rabbi, secretly writing Christmas books at <laughs> is such a such a fun idea such a fun concept really good and then her uh her it's a second chance romance story because her first kiss is back in town and he is planning this big the matzo ball uh and she is assigned by her editor to all of a sudden write a hanukkah book and she's like what i can't do this and and they're all like we thought you'd be excited about this and uh and the the i thought the the back and forth and the banter between her and this guy was really good and also they bring in she has chronic fatigue syndrome and so she's kind of embarrassed by that a little bit there's a point where she basically passes out and uh uh and he can be a lot. He can be pretty, you can see, understand why she gets very upset with him at times. Uh, but then he, he's so sweet about making it up to her that, you know, you kind of won it, won you over. Yeah. But uh, I mean, but he first, like straight up embarrassed her at some yeah. point, but he also didn't know at that point that like she had this thing going on. So uh-huh. like he makes her wear this matzo crack, <laughs> the matzo cracker <laughs> costume. <laughs> She's so <laughs> mad about it. And, uh, but then he gets somebody to help her uh, with um, uh, things around the house and help her recover. And so he won you over by the end. Yeah, he did. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, I don't know. I just thought the concept alone was just so clever. The idea of because because there are so many Jewish writers who write Christmas whether movies or, or books. So yeah, it's definitely not a leap. That's for sure. 
I thought, yeah, I Very think funny. the concept is for me was what I loved the most because it's mm -hmm. like a secret. You know, she comes from this yeah. big, important Jewish family and it's like, don't let anybody know I write Christmas romances. Yeah, she's got her all these Santa uh, statues and snow globes and stuff like that in her office. And she's like... Watches Hallmark movies. Yeah. <laughs> It was perfect. And she writes yeah. under she writes under a pin name, I think, right? Yeah. yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. She writes, writes under, under a pin, pin name. name. Like, nobody knows except for her, like, best friend. So. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, was... I liked him, too. He was good. I know. I loved him. I'm like, his, can he her... have his own romance? I want him to have a yeah. romance. That <laughs> was cute. It was cute. So I thoroughly enjoyed it. I, I thought it was uh, a really fun uh, Hanukkah read. So people should check it out. Uh, what is your first read? So my first one was Love Your Life by Sophie Kinsella, which what in the world did I read? <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed it. However, it was just like this train wreck of a relationship. It's like these two characters meet on a writer's retreat where you can't share any personal details about one yeah. another. They have that whirlwind romance. It's like all fun, it, you know, jumping off the coast of Italy into the ocean and stuff and just very intense. And then they find out they live in the same city. Well, then they get back there and it's like, okay, we're going to start dating now. And they realize how horrible each other are. Yeah, that was where the the book lost me because yeah. I I just felt like these two people should not be together. They, they should have, not. They're <laughs> they are just totally different and like different values, different personalities, different and I I never got that sort of opposites attract kind of feeling. Like it it was just frustrating because you're just like I don't like either of these people. Yeah. I mean, so, I mean, it, it is an interesting read from the standpoint of like whirlwind, fall in love fast, and then get back to reality and realize like, oh, you keep it really cold in your apartment. Oh, all of your furniture is old and dangerous to be around and your dog is annoying. Like there's that. And like you said, it kind of lost me. But again, going to the concept, I'm like, wow, this is kind of interesting to explore like falling in love real fast and then realizing like you don't really have much in common but you both really want to make it work um so yeah i think i rated it like a three star it was interesting concept but it did it was like a train wreck like i was peeking through my eyes reading it like what's gonna <laughs> happen next this is this cannot get any worse <laughs> yeah and yeah they just never successfully made that switch from uh you know with officers to track like you have to do and uh, you have to make that switch that they aren't hating each other i mean i guess it's enemies to lovers too but uh but it was the only thing that they had in common was they were very attracted to each other yeah. that was it and I don't know if this is like a Sophie Kinsella staple, but like reading two of her books this month, I was like, she loves throwing the ex-girlfriend in there that like the family loves. <laughs> yeah. The ex-girlfriend in this one, like the family adored her. And it's just like, oh, here we go with this. <laughs> like, I'm not always a fan of that, but mm -hmm. you know, so. Yeah. The, the characters were just, well, I mean, you honestly felt like, she, he had more in common with the ex-girlfriend. Like he, he, he should be with the ex-girlfriend. <laughs> yeah. 
I mean, he did. <laughs> yeah. And the, the, they're, they're different apartments that alone should have given them the idea that nope, we're, <laughs> we're not supposed to be together. <laughs> she walks up to us and she's like, this is ugly. Like this building is ugly. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And didn't he have like weird statues and art and stuff Paintings like that? Paintings and yeah. stuff. Yeah. <laughs> but she's I mean, like, that's the ugliest is- art I've ever seen. <laughs> But hers and is, like, dangerous walls. to be in. Wasn't his walls painted black? <laughs> yeah, I think. Oh, my gosh. The saving grace was honestly the the friends, like, the side characters. I'm like, yeah. I love them. <laughs> yeah, and the dogs. Yeah. They were fun. But, uh, but yeah, it, it was disappointing, that one, for me. I was really looking forward to it. Um, but uh, my next one is actually a reread that I did for book club. I read to all the boys of love before by Jenny Han. Again, it was our book club pick this uh, month. And I love that book. I, I just really enjoyed it. I, I just love Peter. I think Peter is, I know some, not everybody loves him, but I love him. I think he is so great. And he is definitely a little bit of a manic pixie dream guy. <laughs> he's kind of up for anything that she has, you know, doesn't have like enough of his own opinions about things. And that gets better in the second as the story continues. And this one, it ends on like a big kind of a big cliffhanger, which a lot of people don't like, but and, you know, which they changed for the movie. But I, I just love Peter. I think he's so charming. <laughs> Yeah, I, li- I really liked Peter, too. I did. <laughs> I, I think it's a little bit weird that she tries, almost has this relationship with her sister's big-time ex. It's not like somebody that her sister just, like, briefly dated. Uh, that No, this was, like, her high school boyfriend for, yeah. you know, growing up. And so for her to, I don't know, I feel like that's a little weird. But, uh so maybe that's part of the reason I'm also like way more team Peter than team Josh. Yeah. Uh, but uh, I don't know. I just, I, I think that Lara Jean is a very sweet, fun character and you just enjoy, I mean, this crazy thing that happened to her, you know, with the letters getting sent and mailed. Um, and uh, I, I do think that probably the movie influences me a little bit because I saw it first and then read the book originally. Yeah. Um, And, uh, you know, I just know Castino is so charming. I love him. He's so great, I think. And uh, as Peter. So that also makes me like Peter a lot. Um, And uh, I don't know. I just think it's a cute little book for a cute teen read that, uh, that doesn't have the soul and angsty teenagers, which is not my favorite. Uh, but it's just a sweet, fun little romance. Yeah, I think it's it's just adorable. I yeah, it, it reminds me that I mean, young adult. If I don't really like calling it a genre, but whatever. Like they have some amazing, powerful books that come out. But books like this, man, it's just like, man, teenagers, they do. They fall in love. It's very intense. Like when you fall in love as a teen, you think like this is it, (laughs) you know, because it is so intense. And books like this and the movies just remind you that like, you know, romance, there should be more romance geared towards 
that demographic because it is such a intense time of life where, I mean, they experience it too. You know, you look back years later and you're like, was it love? And I mean, I think it is. It's what you mm-hmm. believed love to be at the time. So I just, ugh, it was adorable. I love, yeah. love, I need to still read the third one, but I've watched the movie. So I feel like I know what's going to happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah, exactly. Uh, so what's your next pick? <clears throat> My next one is Taste by Stanley Tucci. I've really been in a nonfiction mood and I love food memoirs. I honestly know nothing really about Stanley Tucci, <laughs> but <laughs> I was seeing this book and everybody was like, oh, he, you know, it's so good. You need to read it. Food memoir. And I loved it. I mean, I can hear, I can listen to people talk about pasta all day. <laughs> I love kind of like the inclusion of like old family stories. So, I mean, if you're into food memoirs people go pick it up check Mm -hmm. the audiobook out from the library it's not a really long read I mean I think I think it was like a four-hour audiobook and I just breezed through it so yeah taste by Stanley Tucci guys go get it good well my last read was um to get ready to get ready for the new movie I read Death on the Nile by Agatha Christie and uh it the the movie adds some stuff particularly this whole sort of prequel where they explain how uh perot got his mustache which was totally unnecessary like does anybody really need to know the origin story but they have it in the movie uh so there's some stuff added in but for the most part it it covers all the main beats of this mystery in the movie uh and uh I, I think it was pretty good. I think I liked uh, Murder on the Orient Express better, I think, as a book. I didn't like the... I liked the Death on the Nile movie better than Mur- Murder on the Orient Express movie, but I liked the book better than the movie. I mean, uh, than the uh, the book better than this book. But um, <clears throat> it's uh, it got lots of clues and lots of red herrings, and prose a pretty fun uh, detective for the story and uh yeah i enjoyed it it was it was fun putting all the pieces together and and then seeing the movie and everything so yeah it was a fun read have you ever read any agatha christie i have not um oh my gosh i have one that i just recently got i think it's called like a deadly affair or something i don't know if it's uh-huh. it obviously like a reissue and they've jazzed up the cover so you know i'm excited to check it out <laughs> <laughs> I've always been nervous to read Agatha Christie because I'm like, uh, some of her t- original titles were kind of racist, but oh, you yeah. know, I just hear like if you are into mysteries, she's like a must read. So I'm going to give her a try. Yeah. I mean, it was a while ago, so there's probably some stuff that is pretty dated. Yes. I'm always like, people, people are like, you have to read and then there were none. And I'm like, have you ever Googled the original title to that book. Like I'm not jumping to go, (laughs) but maybe it'll be life changing. So, yeah, Um, I mean, it's, it's just a light mystery. Yeah. I wouldn't, it's definitely not life changing, but, uh, but uh, if you, if you are in the mood for, you know, putting the clues together and, and, uh, and doing that kind of thing, then it's, it's pretty fun. Okay. But what's your last one? My last one is The Valentine Wager by Nan Reinhardt. And this has the, one of the best meet cutes I've read in a long time. It starts off 
with the heroine driving on the wrong side of the road. And so she's getting stopped by the, this police officer who thinks she's drunk. Well, she's just recently come to the States from Ireland. So to her, she's on the right side of the road. But like uh. All these cars have been calling the police like, you need to come stop this car. We think she's drunk. It's dangerous. And then, of course, like there's a hot police officer that stops her. And she has like an open container in the car. She's not drinking it. Again, clash of cultures. Um, but she's new to the town. She's left Ireland because she's had like this breakup and she's going to be like the marketing person for her cousin's like uh, brewery. And um, yeah, they, they, it's immediate attraction, but they make this bet. She's like, you know, just coming out of a relationship and he has this um, reputation for being a playboy. She's like, let's make a bet that like we cannot flirt with each other for three weeks. And so like all the townspeople get in on it and they're putting money on it. <laughs> Like, it's just, it was perfect, small town, fun. I like seeing Valentine's Day romances, and it was just, I, I sped through it. So that's the Valentine Wager by Nan Reinhardt. That sounds really fun. I definitely have to check that out. I always get good recommendations from you. <laughs> I aim to enable. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, next month, we are going to be reading Spot of Trouble, by our good friend uh, Terry. Terry Wilson, so that's going to be a lot of fun. I've never, I haven't read that one. I haven't read, I think, any of her non Hallmark books. Actually, I uh, think this was my. Was this my first? I think this was my. Oh, this was my second non Hallmark of hers. Okay. Well, no, I have. This will be my second. I haven't read it yet. Okay. Good. Yeah. So it should be a lot of fun. We're excited. And uh, yeah, that's what we're going to read. So if y'all want to read it too and be ready read to talk it about with it, us. Yeah. It'd be so fun. Because she posted on her Instagram the cover of the next book that follows this one. And I uh -huh. mean, you know, her little dog, Charm. <laughs> There's like a Charm so lookalike on the cover. So yeah. <laughs> so. Yeah, let us know if you have read any of these books that we've talked about, especially I've Got Your Number. I'd love to hear your thoughts about it or about Sophie Kinsella in general. Uh, let us know what you think. And uh, and you can follow both of us on Goodreads. We'll have that link in the description. But where can people find you, Brie? I'm on Instagram. I did change my name. It is at Brie Unabashedly. And I co-host the Categorically Romance podcast. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And also make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media. And if you are listening on iTunes, please leave your ratings and reviews. That helps us so much. And if you are listening on YouTube, please give the video a thumbs up and subscribe to the channel. And we also have our patron group and merch store where we just recently, the patron group, we recently did a live Q&A for the patrons with Terry Wilson and Cindy Busby. So that's super fun and uh, those great opportunities. So join the Patreon. And then also we have the merch store, which has tons of fun design. So please take a look at that. And thanks so much, Bree. It's always a blast. And we'll talk to y'all next month. Bye, Bye everyone. Bye, everybody.